You're listening to Reading Glasses, a show about book culture and literary life designed to help you read better. I'm author and book devourer Mallory O'Mara. And I'm Bria Grant, filmmaker and e-reader. This episode, we're recommending read-alikes for Harry Potter. A word I like to use is dupes. What about dupes? Dupes. Can I bring that oh, yeah, in? Yeah. Uh, yes. They are written by trash babies. We know what's happening. We see you what's happening. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, but first, what are you reading right now, Bria? I am um, maybe about halfway through a book called The Lesson by Cadwell Turnbull. Um, it, I have not heard of this. Well, it's been on my list for a hot minute, and I'm, I I think it came out it came out last year, and it is about um, uh, um, aliens landing. Um, at the U.S. Virgin Islands, um, and they're super advanced, um, and they won't tell people while they're there, but they are helping out the people in the U.S. Virgin Islands, um, and which people call VI. I've never lived there, but they use that phrase a lot, so now I feel like I I can I can use it. VI, um, fancy and, VI, uh, and um, they help them out, but they also are like when people are like, "Why are you here?" They're like, "Well." So you'll know the lesson. We'll teach you the lesson. I'm saying that wrong. I apologize. I'm butchering what it is. But they don't reveal what it is, and I haven't gotten that far in the book, so I don't know what the lesson is. Um, but Ooh, that would drive me nuts. It follows a few different. Ugh, the writing is great. It follows a few different storylines um, centering on uh, this guy named Derek who decides he's going to go work for these aliens. I don't know how you would pronounce it. It's Y N A A is the name of the aliens. Ina probably and. Um, Mira is the name of this main alien ambassador, and he works for her. And basically these aliens, if your dog runs up and tries to bite them, they just grab it and rip it in half as quickly as they can. Or if you start the fight with them in a bar, they're going to rip your head off in a moment. So there's a lot of uh, ambassadoring that needs to be happening from this ambassador. And um, so she, what a, I hope, I hope he gets really good benefits from this. Well, he won in this job. And that's, what's really interesting is that he was fascinated with the aliens from the very beginning. He always had kind of been fascinated with like other religions and other ideas. And, um, he wanted this job from the very beginning, but it follows him and a couple other people. Um, but you can, and it also follows this alien. Cause what you come to find out is she's actually been there longer than you think she's been there. Um, oh shit. and, uh, yeah, it's great. It's fascinating. Um, uh, it's good alien sci-fi book, but takes place on earth, which is, which is always fun and different. Uh, not, it's not in space, but it has to do with space. Um, I'm enjoying it a lot. Um, space adjacent, space adjacent. What are you reading, Mallory? Uh, I am reading a book called How Much of These Hills is Gold by C. Pam Jong. And it is, it's like, it's literary fiction. It is like a read-alike for, so Cormac McCarthy is one of those authors I've never actually read because I associate Mm. him with like men that try to explain things to me in bars. (laughs) Because, not because he explains things to you, it's because the men want to tell you about the Cormac McCarthy books. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. So as I understand, Cormac McCarthy books are just like Westerns where like a bunch of bad shit happens and everyone's sad. So, but if you don't, if you want to read a book that's like that, but not written by Cormac McCarthy, read How Much of These Hills is Gold. Uh, it is, so it's this literary fiction. It's like, it's a Western. Um, and it's about these two kids. They are orphans in the beginning, like right in the beginning, you know, like their father 
has just died um and their father was a prospector slash miner uh during this gold rush and their father was dealing with the fact that like the gold rush like he came late to it and Mm. like there's in the fact that it didn't work out for everybody. So they're just kind of stuck there. And so these two children are, are like making it on their own. They're uh, both like they're both of their parents were Asian. So they're dealing with all this, all this racism on top of, um, you know, trying to like not die in the West as they're, you know, scraping by and traveling and trying to bury their father and it's just like a fucking western saga and it's written so beautifully and i will warn you like this is not a book that is going to make you feel good about anything like mm. it is uh it's a tragedy it is like a well yeah i won't spoil anything but like it's not a book where like a happy montage is gonna happen at any point in time mm. but it is so beautiful And I remember a while ago we had somebody write in who was looking for more diverse Westerns. Well, this is it because we, as we have been taught to believe the Western uh, uh, Westerns were all just like white cowboys running around, but the West was actually, you know, during the gold was actually a super diverse place. And this Mm -hmm. book showcases that in a really in-depth and super well-written way. Uh, I'm just absolutely loving it so far. It's just, it's very immersive, but it's, it is very intense, not a happy book, (laughs) but it's fantastic. So that is How Much of These Hills is Gold by C. Pam Jong. And mine is The Lesson by Codwell Turnbull. So we want to take a moment to share some listener feedback. Sarah writes in, thank you for the fantastic book recommendation Zoom call you all did. So that was the thing we did with um, our friends Adam and Jill over at Professional Book Nerds. That was super fun. If you want us to do another one, let us know. We're uh, definitely down to do another one. We had a blast. Um, It was great to take an hour of the day to do something fun. Both your podcasts are very comforting right now, and it was even better to get to spend some time with you and your other listeners talking books. My local indie is a place called The Lit Bar. It's currently the only bookstore in the Bronx, so I'm rooting for them extra hard to survive this. After your Zoom, I ordered a book that someone in the chat recommended and maybe a few others off my (laughs) TBR list too from them, and they just arrived over the weekend reminding me that I meant to email you this thank you. I attached a photo of the haul if you're curious to see the books. Yeah, folks, if you are, they also thank you to one of our beloved Sarahs. Um, <laughs> if you are, if you want us to do another one, let us know because we had a blast. And if you got a book from us and enjoyed it, please tell us because we yeah. want to hear about it. Next one is, I'm sure I'm not the only one to let you know, but since I primarily read audiobooks and finished the annotation challenge, I wanted to follow up with more info on the bookmark feature in Audible. This is because in the Reading Glasses Challenge for 2020, the Reading Glasses Reading Glasses Challenge of 2020, uh, <laughs> we wanted you to annotate a book and we realized that that may be difficult to do if you only listen to audiobooks. Um, yes. I have attached screenshots of what I see in the Android version so you can see what I mean. When you place a bookmark, it gives you two options, to add a note or to preview uh, and adjust where in the recording you want bookmarked as well as add a title to the bookmark. Unfortunately, whichever you choose means you can't go back to change the other, so you're stuck choosing to either make a note or change the preview. But it's better than nothing. I'm not sure how to access them from mobile, if that's at all possible. 
if, if that's possible at all, which might help that issue. I annotated the name of the wind and I loved my experience. Thank you for all you two do and stay safe. Sarah, just kidding, just kidding, Haley. <laughs> that's very funny. Amazing. Incredible. Uh, so you can always email us at readingglassespodcast at gmail.com. If you want a list of all the books we talk about on the show delivered to your inbox every month, you can sign up for our newsletter. There's a link in the show notes. And before we recommend Harry Potter readalikes, oops, uh, we're going to take a quick break. Judge Don Hodgman won a Webby in the comedy podcast category. After 10 years of production, Judge John Hodgman has finally won the Susan Lucci of the Webbies. What is Judge John Hodgman? Comedy writer and television personality John Hodgman settles disputes between friends, family, co-workers, partners, and more. Is Machine Gun a robot? Should a grown adult tell his parents about his tattoos? Should a family be compelled to wear matching outfits on vacation? Listen to Judge John Hodgman to find out the answers to these age-old disputes and more. If you haven't listened to Judge John Hodgman, now is a great time to start. Judge John Hodgman is available on MaximumFun.org and wherever you get your podcasts. This week, wow. It is almost impressive that J.K. Rowling is such a fucking trash baby that we have to do a second episode addressing it. So long story short, J.K. Rowling got on Twitter in the middle of fucking Pride Month, in the middle of all this like upheaval and like change for Black Lives Matter to talk about how she doesn't believe in trans people. Like, Can you imagine being like one of the richest women in the world living in a literal castle and still being on Twitter and thinking, you know what I'm going to do today? I'm just going to I'm going to publicly talk about how much I hate trans people. Like, this is where she decides to plant her flag She's, during Black Lives Matter, which like, is, is like, J.K. Rowling, can't you like go take a bath in your golden bathtub or like ride a, a like a pony around or something? Isn't there like literally anything else that you can do? Well, and I just have such like my argument against this is, is so like, ma'am, you invented like Charlding is like, this is made up. This is made up language. And you're like, ma'am, you made up. So many words in Harry Potter. <laughs> we all talk about Quidditch. We believe like, that it's now a thing. Like the same way that like language and people and the way we view people and the way we view society and the way people are able to name themselves, all of this evolves. And like get on the fucking train, lady. Get on the train. <laughs> it is it, it is funny. I did see a really great tweet where someone was like, she literally has in this books where this sorting hat that tries to sort you into a particular house. But if you don't feel like that's right for you, you can <laughs> tell it and it will and you can be in another house like J.K. Rowling read your own fucking I mean there are other a lot of problematic shit with Harry Potter books but like holy crap sure Jesus Christ anyway and also also just like get get some her good friend would sit her down explain things to her and then delete her Twitter account I I don't know Uh, but anyway we're not for this y'all no one this is not cool it's not cool this is not what you use platform for to say that you think it's really important to talk about menstruating women. That was our big thing. It was very weird. 
It was so like, how creepy do you have to, uh, the whole, you know what? Jake or Holing, fuck you. Here on Reading Glasses, we stand for trans rights. Trans men are men, trans women are women, non-binary people fucking exist. So in, we're going to recommend you some books that you can read or give to kids instead of Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Priya, what is your first, oh, I, well, I'm, I'm asking you what your first pick is. I know it because I'm looking at the outline and I almost put this in here. I tell you my, well, I wanted to do one that a lot of um, people, Reading Glasses fans liked because I know last year we did a little poll and we're like, what's your favorite? favorite book and this one was on uh what people's favorite books list of last year and it's the ninth house by lee bardugo um i think mallory and i maybe both talked about it on the show i don't remember one of us talked about I it think, for sure yeah, I, i'm pretty sure we did i definitely did I, you know i think we both did this was a great book yeah well what made me think about it as like a dupe for harry potter by the way i'm just trying to get this word dupe to catch on y'all um i <laughs> it's something they use in the makeup world when you're like i want to dupe yeah. for this really expensive thing or i want to dupe for this product that isn't tested on animals this is a dupe harry potter dupe um but it, also i i feel like What's cool in the makeup world is these aren't like a dupe isn't like something that's less than it's like it's the same. It's because a lot of times it literally is the same, like same yes. ingredients, you know. Um, so I don't mm-hmm. want you to think of these books as less than these books are fucking rad. We're recommending them because yes. they're great. Um, anyway, Ninth House, if you didn't hear about it last time, uh, we talked about it. Um, it's basically about this uh, woman, Alex, who gets into Yale and she's like, I shouldn't be going to Yale. I'm the last person who should be going to Yale. How am I getting to Yale? And it turns out the twist is um, magical. Basically, at all these elite schools, all these elite people have even more elite occult-related clubs. And she has to monitor them. (laughs) Um, So it's interesting because, and I think it has a lot of um, similar things to Harry Potter in that, one, I think it's going to be a series. Yes. Oh, I hope so. Or you know what? I I know a series based off her her YA books is shooting or was shooting. I don't know if this is. Oh, I meant like there's going to be more in the night the book series. Oh, I don't know. I thought that it was. It does kind of end in a way that there should be more. Yeah. Um. It also is like Alex is like this outsider, and she's learning a way through this like strange universe she didn't know existed. Like she didn't know. There was magic, and she didn't know these crazy elite people were doing magic shit. Um, and now she's learning about it, and that is fantastic. It's a really good book. Uh, Mallory read it, even though there are snakes on the cover. Uh, yep. <laughs> what is your first recommendation for this? Uh, so first up, honestly, for either kids or adults, can't go wrong with Sarah Gailey. Hard agree. Uh, hard agree. Hard agree. Their magical school book, uh, Magic for Liars, is for adults. Um, but kids, I, I want to talk about uh, their YA book, which is When We Were Magic. Uh, so it's a bunch of diverse high school girls, and they are figuring out how to deal, like how to deal with their own magic after one of them accidentally murders a boy at prom. Um, and it is like the uh, it's Sarah Gailey, so it's absolutely fucking wonderful. I'm pretty sure I read it in one sitting. It is, it's just, it's like, it's really scratches that Harry Potter itch because it's like teen feelings plus like learning how to deal with your magic and making mistakes and like learning how to uh, like be in friendships and like, you know, learning how to trust each other. It's just absolutely wonderful. Um, So either, you know, Magic for, we talked about Magic for Liars so much when it came out last year. I wanted to talk about when we were magic, but between these two books, I'm just like enjoying imagining, imagining Sarah Gailey, who is non-binary, just like giving JK Rowling a wedgie. Yes. Just like, really, that's finding that imaging, image very comforting. Uh, So Priya, uh, what's your next pick? First of all, do my boobs look giant in this photo? (laughs) 
Like, why do you, you know, look so big? <laughs> I was actually thinking the same thing about my boobs, and I think uh, it's just because we're both like under, like, the camera's, over. like, angled up at and us. And I'm wearing, like, this baggy shirt, you know? Anyway, all right. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> big boobs reading glasses episode. <laughs> big boobs. All right. Big boob energy. Um, <laughs> sorry. That's what happens when you do a podcast on the phone. Um, all right. Uh, my next one is... All the Birds in the Sky, uh, a book we've talked about a little bit by a friend of the show, Charlie Jane Anders. I love Charlie Jane Anders. I love what she writes. It's a lot of sci-fi. But, we, are big, we are big champions of Charlie Jane Anders on this but show. But I like this one because it combines sci-fi and fantasy. So if you're a sci-fi person who dabbles in fantasy, which is what I am, I, I'm like occasionally I'm like, I do want a fantasy book. Like I want I want that, you know? Um, it, this is mm-hmm. sort of the perfect crossover. Um, it is. It has a witch and sort of a, a scientist, might even call a mad scientist. They used to be friends. And they come back together essentially to save the world. And that's the thing... Like, I think Harry Potter has these, like, big things that happen where they're always trying, they're always going to, like, save, save everybody. What? Get it together, <laughs> y'all. Like, how can you not save yourselves? <laughs> these children are saving you. Um, and uh, this kind of is, uh, like, they literally have to save, save the world. So I think this will really scratch the itch for um, famous sci-fi people who love to, who occasionally like to, like, play with fantasy. What, what's your next one? Uh, so my next pick is actually a graphic novel and it is the super, it's, it's super mutant magic Academy by Jillian Tamaki. Uh, it is a great book. It's about literally a magic school and it is so cute and funny. And there's a lot of serious like teen feelings against a backdrop of witches and wizards and learning about magic. I also remember there being some very good cat humor, which I always enjoy. Yes. Uh, yeah, it's like literally about a magic school it's it's perfect and the art is wonderful and it's just a super fun read uh bria what is your next oh you haven't uh speaking of schools what is your next uh pick um well i want well i was thinking about like one thing that i think really people really like is the academy aspect and i i I feel yes. like I know so many people who are like, I love a boarding school book. And this is not something I that pick up. That is definitely something, like, it's a big, it's a popular wheelhouse choice for it, sure. It is. And I don't think about that because I never, like, really wanted to go to a boarding school until I was, like, an adult. And I was like, that would have been cool. But I didn't even know that was a possibility as a teenager. So, like, I that that doesn't, didn't feel yeah. so cool to me. Hard um, same. Um, but I do think... It is cool to read about. And sometimes the boarding school books get a little too convoluted for me where I'm like, too many characters, like too many people doing stuff at these boarding schools. But this one I <laughs> really like. Calm down at that boarding school. Um, there's three in the series, but the first one is fantastic. It's a total, you can totally read it as a standalone if you if you want. Um, all of them are great though. Um, it is A Study in Charlotte by Brittany Cavallero. Um, it's about the granddaughter of Sherlock Holmes. It's written from the point of view of the grandson of Watson, just like how the Sherlock Holmes books were written. Um, there's a mystery to be solved. There's no magic, but it has all of these um, uh, same kind of like YA things happening. And it's quite dark, which I appreciate it. Um, it really pushes the boundaries of like YA stuff. It deals with addiction um, and also murder in like a very dark way. And um, uh, is there a nice for- way to deal with? Oh, I guess there is a nice way to deal with murder with like old ladies. Yeah. 
are. There's ways in which I think it's more like jokingly handled. This is a dark murder. But I guess most murders are dark. Guess we should acknowledge most <laughs> nah, murders are dark. I don't know. They're they're like those cozy mysteries with the old lady solving crimes are not super dark. Yeah, you're right, right, right. Anyway, uh, studying Charlotte, uh, Brittany Cavallaro. Uh, what is your last one before the break? Uh, so my next pick is another graphic novel. Uh, nice. It's The Witch Boy by Molly Ostertag, which I have talked about on the show before. It is so queen. Wow. I tried to say cute and sweet at the same time. Uh, it is so cute and so sweet. Uh, so it's it is a it's about a world with where there are witches and shapeshifters in addition to like regular humans. Uh, and girls are supposed to be witches and boys are supposed to be shapeshifters. Uh, supposed to be uh, as the as, as like the cultural norms, but the main character is a boy who wants to be a witch and is good at being a witch in secret. Uh, so it's about his journey uh, to like come into his own with witch powers, but also like fighting against the like very shitty gender constructs in this like little magic school that he goes to. And it's so good, it's so wonderful. It has a sequel out and I'm, I don't can't remember if the third book is out but I and I will say for people who are looking for books for teens uh this is tested my uh my friend Maya her I gave this to her daughter and she absolutely loved it and like immediately the next day was like Mallory can I have the next book and I was like yes absolutely so <laughs> teen tested teen tested <laughs> teen approved <laughs> uh so before we recommend more Harry Potter dupes we're gonna take a quick break Hi, I'm James, host of Minority Corner, which is a podcast that's all about intersectionality. It's hosted by James with a guest host every week. Discussing all sorts of wonderful issues, nerdy and political. Pop culture. Black, queer, feminism. Race, sexuality. News. You're going to learn your history, their self-empowerment, and it's told by what feels like your best friend. Why should someone listen to Minority Corner? Why not? Oh my God, free stuff. There's not free stuff. The listeners of Minority Corner will enjoy some necessary LOLs, but mainly a look at what's happening in our world through a colorful lens. People will get the perspective of marginalized communities. I feel heard. I feel seen. Like you said, you need to understand how to be more proactive in your community and this is a great way to get started. Join us every Friday on Max Fun or wherever you get your podcast. Minority, Minority Corner. Corner. Because, because together, together we're the majority. majority. And we're back. Bria, what is your next pick? I knew you were. You knew this, <laughs> this was. Is... How could this not be the first one? But I just saved it to surprise you. Are you surprised? <laughs> no. No, okay. <laughs> it's uh, Seanan McGuire's Every Heart of Doorway series. Um, there's a few in them now, in this series now. It's magic. It's at a boring school for magical kids who need a place to stay because they are just too damn magical for this world. It's a problem <laughs> we all have. We're all too Hashtag magical for too the magical. world. <laughs> too magical for the world. Um, I love this series. Mallory knows. Everyone who listens to the show knows. I, I devour these books when they come out, and I, I'm always very, very excited about them. Um, and there's a new one coming out pretty soon, right? I think later this year. Um, and, uh, but basically the kids are all sort of like, for lack of a better word, they, they're all sort of been Narnia'd, Narnia'd, uh, like they've gone yes. through some sort of wardrobe situation or a mirror. <laughs> they've gone through a doorway into a magical world that kind of like fits them 
or they they change to fit it and and they think they're like oh my god this is where i belong i belong in narnia they don't, narnia is not a place in this book that's obviously a different book um but i belong in this weird like uh this goth world there's a goth one or they're like you know like this world where everyone's <sighs> dancing skeletons or this world where everything's sunshine and rainbows Sign and made me of candy up. <laughs> um, and then they wait when they return to our world they're like I am too magical for this world and I do not want to live a normal life. And so they go to this magical school and, <clears throat> and they're always trying to kind of get back through this doorway. Right. But, um, the first book is just about this sort of mystery that happens there at the school. Um, but it very much is, I think the perfect replacement for these. Cause it has all, all of the same elements. It ha they aren't, they aren't magic, but, um, they have lived these other lives, which are like super fascinating, I can't recommend this enough. Uh, what's your next one? So there is literally a book called I'm a Gay Wizard. Uh, and it's yes, by, I've heard of this. Yes, it is by a gay, non-binary Latinx author, uh, V.S. Santoni. And like, what more you do? What, what do you need? What more? What do you need more than that? It's magical teens and they're dabbling in these forces that they can like barely control because they're teens and they're trying to learn how to use magic. It's gay wizards. Uh a book called I'm a Gay Wizard by with a trans author. Like, I literally can't think of a better way to say, fuck you, J.K. Rowling, trans rights, than buying this book. It's like teen feelings, dealing with, like, trying to figure out how to control this power that you have. And, like, in this world, like, you know, it's, it's there, there, this isn't a magic academy, but it's still that captures that same feeling of, like, teens trying to deal with magic. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. What is your next pick? Um, so I talked about this book I know in our witch episode, but um, I want to bring it up again. Um, it is Akata Witch by Nettie Okorafor. Um, it is, you know, if, you want, if you're looking for a, a school book, this is not necessarily in England, but it is in Nigeria. And it is about Sunny, who was born in New York, but is living in Nigeria. And she's albino, which means she's really sensitive to the sun, uh, which is a bummer because her name is Sunny. Um, and she oh. essentially learns magic. She makes friends. And they have to solve this sort of mystery for a killer. It's a really good comp, actually. Um, it, it's The school itself is not just for magic people, but um, she finds this like little coven and is able to sort of harness her powers in this in the first one um also a series if you're looking for Ooh, a series yeah with really good covers yeah cool very cool covers and any core for is just like an amazing writer that um all all of her stuff is really good but this is particularly like a great magic book what's your next one uh, so my next one is Burn the Dark by S.A. Hunt. Uh, so this book's about a girl who she's a YouTube sensation and she has lots of lots of followers, lots of subscribers, uh, which her, with her she has a web series like about her being a witch hunter. But her viewers don't realize ba 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 she actually is a witch hunter and it's all real. Uh, so there is a secret magic school. There's like getting revenge against. It's like it's interesting because it's sort of the other way around. It's like getting revenge against witches um, and transgender characters the author is trans it's billed as kind it's like uh tilling adventures of sabrina meets stranger things so it's a little more horror-y a little more monstery a little bit darker um and it's the start of the series so if you are looking for um you like you want to support trans authors and trans characters but you want something like a little with a little bit more bite than harry potter this is a really good series um i don't and the, the sequel is not out yet but it is going to be out um, Bria, what's your next pick? 
Uh, I also wanted to do a comic, um, and this is a YA comic. Uh, I think it could be okay for younger younger than YA, but um, you might want to check and make sure because I'm not totally positive about that. Um, it's been a minute since I read it. It's called Alice from Dream to Dream, written and illustrated by Giulio... Sorry, this is Italian. Uh, <laughs> Julia Macchioni. Macchioni. Uh, it's in the show notes. Um, it's about a girl named Alice who begins to experience these magical moments when she moves back to Ohio. Um, and she starts sharing dreams with her brother. Uh, she learns about her family. It's this whole, it's a really beautiful little story. Um, I read it in one afternoon sitting in my backyard and I have very fond memories of it. Um, and I just wanted to make sure I had something that was like a slightly uh, better for younger readers that were trying to get in to cool books. And I think this one's great. Alice from Dream to Dream. It's a great um, uh, comic. What's your last one? Uh, so my last book is Not Your Sidekick by C.B. Lee, uh, which is also the start of a series. And so this is a different kind of magical teen. So the teens in this one are superheroes. They're not like witches or wizards, but it's the ca- same kind of deal, like teens with powers, like um, except for the main character. Uh, so the main character's parents are superheroes, but she doesn't have superhero superpowers. And she's just like, she just like wants to live a normal life mm. in, in amongst all this stuff going on. Um, it's got gay characters, it's got trans characters, and it satisfies your reading glasses, reading glasses, reading glasses, 2020 challenge of reading a book by a woman of color. I'm pretty sure there's like at least three books out in this series right now it's won a bunch of awards uh it is super fun and awesome and yeah just teens powerful teens dealing with feelings love it, it. Is so good uh so you can send your recommendations to reading glasses podcast at gmail.com before we solve a book tech problem we're going to take a quick break Uh, so now it's time to look at some book tech advances and bookish technology. Uh, Bianca writes in, Hi, Bria and Mallory. I am looking to get an e-reader, but not sure which is the best option. I would want to stay away from Amazon if possible. I use Libro.fm and Overdrive, and I'm not looking to use Audible. What do you recommend? Bria, we both, uh, this is an, I, I picked this specifically because it's something I think that is, we've been both considering for the future. I also know the want to know the answer to this question, uh, Bianca, because once I break this Kindle, which inevitably happens every few years, I would also like to switch. Mallory did some research, so I'm going to let her answer. And <laughs> uh, the well, I got very surprised when I answered this question. Uh, so yes, I did a lot of research, and it seems like, and I looked through also through the Reading Glasses Facebook community for some like. People are uh, reading glasses. Facebook community is absolutely wonderful, and people are always talking about what they read on and what they're reading. Uh, seems like Kobo is the way mm-hmm, to go, mm-hmm. um, especially it, uh, since it used to be owned by the same company that Overdrive is. They actually just sold or got bought by a different company, um, and it's a little bit more expensive than a Kindle. It's like a thirty dollars more. I think the cheapest one is one hundred and twenty dollars. Um, but there are a few other like fancier Kobo versions that are like land. You can you can use them in landscape mode and they're waterproof mm. and there's like a bunch of fancy ones. But the cheapest one it's like one hundred and twenty bucks uh, and it gets really high reviews. A lot of the tech websites uh, v- like very very highly review this. Uh, I see a lot of folks in the reading glasses community have one. People I've, I've heard like across the board people really like it. And then I got like when while I was reading all these reviews, I had a very weird qu- moment where I was like do I want an e-reader? Yeah. And like that night, Jeremy came up for dinner and we were like sitting there and I was like, babe, I think I want a Kobo. He was, and he was like, why? Where's my girlfriend? Like, why do you want an e-reader? And I was like, 
I don't know. They just like look really cool. And it's funny because I'm not going to be traveling anytime soon. I guess I just really want to try it, which is ridiculous because I just bought like I bought so many books recently. I don't like why have I done this? Truly have spent so much money on bookshop.org. It is ridiculous. Um, But I will say if anybody from Kobo is listening please send us one because you have two people who will talk about it and be really excited about it. Either me or Bria will very happily test out a Kobo. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, Kobo is not owned by Amazon. You can use it with bookshop.org. You can use it with Kobo. Like there's a lot of, it's a great more, I mean, I don't, I don't want to say ethical because I don't know the new company that bought them. I'm sure like, I don't, I just don't want to say that, but I would venture to say more ethical than Amazon. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I'm actually looking at um, reviews on Wirecutter, which I, I use quite a bit, actually. Um, and, of course, they they review the Kindle um, uh, Paper White as, as good, which is what I use. But they also say that the Kobo Clara HD is, is just as good. Um, it has very, yeah, that's the one that's $120 and it has the, like the no bright, like paper mm-hmm. adaptive screen. backlighting, um, hardware is very similar. Um, and, and basically it just doesn't have the Amazon, you know, the, the, the Amazon thing. And you're right. They do have for just like 50 bucks more, you can get a, um, uh, a phys- one with like a physical page turner s- screen, like where you got, there's yeah. a button you press if you don't like the little swipey thing. Um, and also, uh, Oh, I thought it was. Oh, yeah, and also it's waterproof, which is dope. Yeah, I am really like I. I was wondering the other night because I eat. I my my boyfriend is a very light sleeper, and I still have not quite found even the low like even my very dim reading light still bugs him sometimes. So I was thinking, I was like, what if I get a Kobo and I use like the backlight to read yeah. in bed with it? It's very you. It's it. I. It would be very hard for that to wake him up. I think it's it's I very because I like to read it because I, I wake up in the middle of the night all the time and just want to read in the dark and don't want to turn anything on and and it's it's the best. <laughs> what a mood! I just want to read in the dark. <laughs> I just like to read in the darkness. You know what's interesting is I lost my Kindle once when I was in France and everywhere I went. I remember. Oh my god! <laughs> I remember this. This was what like drama? your worst nightmare. What I drama? I had loaded it up. I was so happy. And um, but the problem was I had loaded it on buy my one Kindle from a account. Gas station. I ended up buying one from a gas station. But I went to a bunch of stores and they had. And I think Kobo was the main thing there. And it sucked because I was like, well, do I buy all my books again or try to get them from the library again? It was just going to be a fucking nightmare to try to do it. But um, I I think internationally, it seems like maybe Kobo is the choice. Not so. Not please, if anybody from Kobo is listening, Ah! send send us some e-readers. We want to test them out. We are very interested in Amazon alternatives for books. Please send us some e-readers. I literally texted Bria when I was writing this episode, and I was like, "Do you think we can get people from Kobo to send us an e-reader to test out?" (laughs) I hope so. I'm really yeah, yeah, because I. I, I really am now that I am living with someone, I'm like, I really want to test out this this bed. We need to come up with a term for bed readability. Uh yeah. 
for like, because the problem is books are fucking loud. And like books are loud. You got to turn a page. You got to turn on <laughs> you know a light. What? They really, I was laughing the other night because I was reading in bed and I've been reading a lot of hardcover books because I've been buying, I, I had stopped for a while, but I've been trying to buy more new releases. So I've been reading a lot of hardcover books and my poor Jeremy is the lightest sleeper on earth. And he's like laying in bed next to me and it's just like, as a, <laughs> like the loudest page, page flipping noise and I was just like oh god this poor man this basically poor, you get out like an man. atlas and you're just like turning giant pages over and over yeah. like <laughs> it's so bad uh so yeah I am very I am open to becoming to swinging both ways to becoming wow. <laughs> you're your bi reader I'm a bi read. I'm interest. I'm bi curious about bi curious bi and bi readability. Well, nope, Bianca, no, no. Too- I'm e curious. <laughs> <laughs> it's very good. Uh, also, Bianca, if you buy the Kobo, give us a follow up email. We're curious about this. Please let us know. But it seems like yeah, on it like 120 dollars. It's obviously a little bit more expensive than Amazon, but I think we all need to just start. Dealing with the fact that we need to make more more ethical choices, we just got to do it. Uh, I have, I am fully converted. I mean, I haven't I, I haven't bought books on Amazon in a long time, but I am like I will say I'm all about Bookshop.org right now. Mm-hmm. I just have bought way too fucking many books off of them, and I'm interested in in testing out their uh, e reading app. Well, that's the thing, right? Amazon has us all addicted. And that's where we're at. Um, but, you know, you can, like, stop that addiction and you can start small with doing, like, a, yeah, buy your books some from, from somewhere else. I've been, yeah, over, over this um, quarantine, I, like, when I need food items or things like that, I've been trying to find it from, like, other stores. And, like, yes, it doesn't get here tomorrow. It may take a week or two, but if I can plan far enough ahead, it's but okay. let's all be fucking real, okay? There's no, n- there's no time where we ordered a book off of Amazon and it came the next day and we immediately started reading we're like, it. Oh, Thank God there's no more books left in my house. I'm, all the books in my house burnt to the ground. That has never happened. <laughs> Had a we bonfire fu- last night and burnt all my books. And if I don't read today, I'm going to simply not last. We all have so many books. And there's like, of course, there's this moment of like gratification where you order something and it comes right away. And then you just put it in, a, put it in the stack of other fucking books that you have. Like, let's just... It's, and it's funny because we do, we are affiliates of bookshop.org and now all our links are for bookshop.org. I don't know why we're going on this like super long tangent, but I've definitely spent more than we've earned from our <laughs> on more books. <laughs> uh, great spot for us to plug. You can check out. So we put our, all the links in the show are now for bookshop.org, but me and Bria have made a curated little shop on bookshop.org. Uh, that is all like books that we have, like, you know, we, we always talk about, we always link to books that we mention, And at the top of the show, we talk about what we're reading, but these books are books that we have finished and loved. So if you are looking for books to read, we have this great shop and I will say I'm excited. So our friends, Ross and Carrie over at Ono oh Ross and Carrie made their own bookshop.org oh, cool. store. Cause I emailed Ross and he, and I was like, Ross, you guys got to set up a bookshop.org store. And he was like, Carrie was just looking into that. So if you also are, are looking for books recommended by podcasters go check out the Ono oh ross and carrie store there's a lot of really great books in there if you obviously listen to their show which i do all the time and i love um and you want to read the cool nonfiction books that they check out it's a great place to start 
Uh, and if you want us to solve your book tech problem or test out some book tech, you can send it to readingglassespodcast at gmail.com. As always, we want to thank Danielle and Kathy and Jessica who run our Facebook group and Chrissy and Rachel who moderate our Goodreads page. Remember, if you want to support us, you can buy reading glasses, tote bags and shirts and bookmarks and stickers in the Maximum Fun store. There's a link in the show notes. And if you want to uh, support us for free and you like the show you can rate and review us on itunes it's great for us it helps us reach more readers it makes us look extremely fancy uh and people it's one of those things where people look up reading classes and they're like oh look at all these reviews that they have mm-hmm. must be a good show mm-hmm. uh, it takes it and takes we stalled out on the reviews y'all gotta y'all gotta get up with these reviews we've stalled out a little bit in the last and over quarantine we should start reading them out loud again if you uh if you give us a five-star review and put your wheelhouse in, in the review we'll read them on the show Nice. Let's do that. Awesome. Um, You can email us at readingglassespodcast at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter at readinggpodcast, on Instagram at readingglassespodcast. And you can always follow along on our bookish adventures using the general hashtag readingglassespodcast. Thanks for listening and And thanks thanks for for reading. reading.